Welcome back to Everyday Elevations. Today we're going to talk about a topic that's really been consuming my my life and my thought processes as of late. I had seen a documentary on it on National Geographic and then read a little bit more online. And it's just absolutely fascinating to me. And that topic is going to be on blue zones. So the concept of blue zones was first popularized by Dan Buettner, who's a National Geographic explorer and author who identified five regions of the world where people live much longer than the average. These areas were highlighted in his book, The Blue Zones, Lessons for Living Longer from the People Who've Lived the Longest. He worked with demographers and researchers to pinpoint these longevity hotspots and uncover their secrets to their residents' long, healthy lives. The five recognized blue zones are in diverse regions, each offering a unique perspective on longevity. So we have Sardinia, Italy, Okinawa, Japan, Loma Linda, California, Nicoya Peninsula, Costa Rica, and Ikaria, Greece. Each of these regions is characterized by specific lifestyle, dietary, and social patterns that contribute to the residents' prolonged lifespans. Butner's journey first took us to Sardinia, which is a picturesque island in Italy. And it's marked by its rugged landscapes and a community where the elderly are just absolutely revered. Amidst the mountains and serene landscapes, people lead lives intricately, intricately connected to the land, instilling a sense of purpose and vitality within themselves. Their diet their lifestyle, and social bonds. We've a tapestry of longevity that defies the norms of our modern world. In Okinawa, another blue zone, we encounter a community deeply rooted in tradition. Okinawans harbor a profound sense of ikigai, which is a reason for being that nourishes their soul. I'm going to break that down a little bit later on. In Loma Linda, California, the Nicoya Peninsula, Costa Rica, and Ikaria, Greece, similar tales of longevity echo. Each of these zones narrates a unique story, yet have underlying themes of social cohesion, dietary wisdom, and natural movement intertwined, which helps to craft a narrative of longevity that begs for us to take a little bit of a deeper exploration. So, now that we're familiar with what blue zones are, let's delve into the specific lifestyle patterns that contribute to the extended lifespan of these residents. The world's longest lived people, they don't pump iron. They don't run marathons, and they sure as heck aren't part of gyms. Instead, they live in environments that just constantly nudge them into moving without them even thinking about it. They grow gardens and don't have mechanical conveniences for the house and yard work. Residents of blue zones typically lead lives that are going to naturally incorporate physical activity into daily routines. In Okinawa, for instance, people practice Tai Chi and then they do gardening, which engages both the body and the mind. With the gardening, because they don't have any mechanical tools, they're gardening by hand, which is what actually keeps them active. That's the physical aspect of things. It also keeps their mind active too, because they have to pay attention to what they're doing a lot more. 
Similarly, in Sardinia, the rugged terrain necessitates regular walking and physical exertion. Social connections and community are another integral aspect. And in Icaria and Sardinia, close-knit communities provide social support, which helps to reduce stress and contributes to mental well-being. The diet in these areas is primarily plant-based with an emphasis on local seasonal foods. Meat is consumed infrequently, and meals are often based around the beans, whole grains, vegetables, and fruits. When they do eat meat, it's in very small portions. It's usually in celebration of something. So it's about three to four ounces what the portions are. So think of it like a deck of cards. That's what it's going to look like in terms of the size of meat they have. But in addition to a balanced diet, the practice of not overeating and stopping when 80, 80% full, which is a practice known as harahachibu in Okinawa, is also really common. All right, so we have a grasp on the lifestyles. It's essential to focus on a critical component, though, diet. What are the dietary habits that distinguish blue zones from the rest of the world? Obviously, diet plays a pivotal role in the longevity of blue zones residents. People often eat a mainly plant-based diet, which consists mostly of vegetables, fruits, legumes, nuts, and mushrooms. There is no blue zone or longevity zone in the world where people eat a lot of animal protein. Let me run that back. There is no blue zone or longevity zone in the world where people eat a lot of animal protein. This should be a wake-up call, one of many, for the people that still believe that a paleo or a high animal protein diet is the best diet in the long term. Based off of researchers' blue zones... It's probably not. People in the blue zones often eat very little meat. And if they do eat animal protein, it's mostly white meat, poultry like chicken or turkey, or even fish. Many studies show that white meat and fish is healthier than the red meat. And the people in the blue zones, if they're not consuming any of the white meat, then they consume a lot of healthy fats. They consume... Fats from olives, olive oil, nuts, seeds, and avocados, which is unlike the Western diet because our diet has very little healthy fats and way too much unhealthy fats. Think about it. We have fast food chains everywhere we go, pizza places, fried food, unhealthy oils, fattening dressings, and so on. But in the blue zones... They have beans, greens, grains, and nuts. These are the cornerstone of their dietary regimen. In Loma Linda, a community of Seventh-day Adventists often adhere to a vegetarian diet, which is, as you might guess, rich in legumes, whole grains, and nuts, which helps to align with their health-conscious religious principles. Now, they do eat meat and fish, but these are consumed much like all the other blue zones, consumed in moderation with the plant-based foods taking center stage. 
The drinking habits also contribute to their health and longevity, with a moderate consumption of alcohol, especially wine, being a common practice in places like Sardinia and Icaria. In these regions, wine is often consumed in a social setting, promoting both physical and mental health. Beyond diet, the mental and spiritual aspects of life in Blue Zones play a significant role in residents' well-being. So let's explore these elements. The holistic approach to health in Blue Zones extends well beyond the physical body. In these regions, there's a strong emphasis on mental and spiritual well-being. Residents often have a clear sense of purpose in life, which is bolstered by community support and participation in spiritual or religious practices. In Okinawa, the concept of ikigai, or a reason for being, underscores everyday life, offering a sense of purpose. Iki in Japanese means life, and gai describes value or worth. So your ikigai is your life purpose or your bliss. And the ikigai has four primary elements. What you love, which is your passion. What the world needs, which is your mission. What you are good at, which is your vocation or your job. And what you can get paid for, your profession. Religious engagement, which is particularly notable in Loma Linda, contributes to reduce stress, community bonds, and established rhythms of rest and reflection. Here's what you got to understand about these blue zones and really just centenarians in general. All but five of the 263 centenarians that Dan Butner interviewed belong to some faith-based community. The denomination itself didn't seem to matter. It just shows that attending those faith-based services four times per month will add four to 14 years of life expectancy, which... Blows my mind. I'm not a religious person. I haven't attended any faith-based services in probably 20 plus years. I think the last time I did was in basic training. And that was more or less just a way to kind of break free of the standard day-to-day stuff that we had going on and stressors during basic. But anyhow, successful centenarians in the blue zones put their families first. This means... They keep their aging parents and grandparents nearby or in the home with them. What's crazy about this is it lowers disease and mortality rates of the children in the home too. I don't know why it does that, but just statistically speaking, it does. And what's also cool is they commit to a life partner And this can add up to three years of life expectancy. And then they invest in their children with time and love. They'll be more likely to care for you when the time comes. So think about it. If you're showing your kids nothing but your time and your love, don't you think that's what they're going to do to you when it's your time to pass? They're going to take you in when you can't take care of yourself. And that's really what their community is about. So cool. Armed with these insights into the physical, mental, and spiritual aspects of life in Blue Zones, how can we apply these lessons to our modern technology-driven world? 
in the light of the Blue Zones principles, here are some actual steps that can be adapted in our modern lives to promote health, wellness, and potentially increase our longevity. Let's go into physical activity first. Much like the Blue Zones residents, we can incorporate movement. So incorporate more physical activity into your daily routine. Walk or cycle for short trips instead of driving. Rather than sitting down at your desk, use a standing desk. Take short breaks every hour to stretch or walk. And if you have stairs in your building, in your house, whatever, uh, opt to take those stairs versus taking an elevator. For the diet, we can actually begin to become more plant-based focused. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying this is this is what seems to work for them. So this is an actual step. What you're going to do is you'd increase the intake of plant-based foods. So you'd include more fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, and seeds in your diet. And of course, that means you're going to reduce the consumption of processed foods and meats. They do not even know what soda is. They don't have processed sugars out there. So these are things that you have to really re remove from your diet if you want to have that, that longevity in your life. If you want to live to 100 years, well, one, you're going to have to basically win a genetic lottery. But either you can at least make it to 90 years, if not darn close to it, if you adopt some of these methods. Another thing, moderation. Akinarians use the 80% method. So they adopt portion control. So can we eat until you're 80% full? This way you avoid overeating. Now, another thing that helps them and that we can adapt is creating community ties. Invest time in building and nurturing relationships. Participate in community events, join social groups, and do your best to maintain close family connections. This is critical to creating that longevity, having that sense of purpose and people to support, having your tribe. That's what's going to help you become the best version of yourself and overall just have better mental and physical well-being. Another thing you can do is disconnect to reconnect. In our society, we have our faces in our phones, computers, whatever, all the time. You go to dinner, you, have, you see people with their faces on the phones, they should be having conversations with the person right across from them. Well, guess what? What you can do is you can limit that screen time to enhance face-to-face -face interactions. A lot of specific times to unplug from those digital devices. If you're at dinner, your phone should not be at the table, right? That's just one way to kind of set yourself up for success. You can just have a more intimate meal by not having that phone there, that temptation, any distractions. This way you're fully in the moment. Now, for mental well-being, let's find your purpose. Anybody can do that. You just have to know your why. Identify what gives your life meaning and make it essential part of your daily living. 
I don't expect you to know it right away. Maybe you do. That's awesome. But we're all at different parts of our journey. Take some time, reflect on it. Think about what you want out of life. Then you can make it that key part of your daily living. It could be your your profession, could be a hobby, could be volunteering. It doesn't matter. It's whatever works for you. Now, in Western culture, we have a ton of additional stressors because of the way we treat ourselves. So here's what we should do. And here's an actionable step. Develop and practice stress management techniques like meditation, deep breathing, or even spending time in nature. I know when I'm stressed, I absolutely love going to go for a nice long hike. I live out in Colorado, so I'm fortunate enough to have all these beautiful mountains and everything. But I like to spend time in nature. And then there's lifestyle. Be a lifelong learner. Adopt a mindset of continuous learning and curiosity. Read, explore, and stay engaged with the world around you. Understand natural rhythms. You have to prioritize sleep and establish routines that are going to align with your body's natural rhythms, ensuring adequate rest and recuperation. I think in our society, we we pride ourselves so much on staying up late, working hard, putting all these extra hours, when really we need to be priding ourselves on how we take care of our bodies, how we make sure we get proper rest, how we make sure that we show up every single day. And what's cool is by implementing these very practical tips that are completely inspired by the lifestyles of people in blue zones, we can assist individuals in modern societies to navigate challenges of that contemporary living while enhancing overall well-being and really we can potentially extend our longevity. So with that, we explored all the blue zones. We've unraveled key elements of lifestyle, diet, and social engagement that really underpin exceptional longevity and well-being. Each zone from Sardinia to Okinawa and beyond offers tangible insights into a life where natural movement, community bonds, and balanced diets are integral to everyday existence. The holistic approach to living where mental and spiritual wellness align with physical health stands as a testament to their enriched living style. And as we conclude, The takeaway is not just an insight into these specific regions, but a universal invitation to embrace a more balanced community-oriented and holistic approach to living. The wisdom from the Blue Zones extends beyond their geographical boundaries. They offer practical, actionable steps for enhanced well-being, quality of life, and even potentially longevity in this fast-paced, crazy modern world. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I hope you really enjoyed this episode.